Welcome to the Church of Christ at Lawrence Avenue's Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, January the 8th. We hope everyone has had a good week, that you and your families are still in good spirits, you're in good health, and you're prepared for today's worship service. Here are your updated announcements. Sister Jerice Bond is still asking for prayers for herself, her son Brian, and the rest of her family. Continue to keep Sister Jerice in your prayers. Sister Andrea Shelton's surgery has been moved to Wednesday, January the 11th. She is accepting visits and calls during her hospital stay through Monday. She is at St. Thomas Midtown, room 6627, and you may call her on her cell phone at 615-386-9089. That's area code 615-386-9089 before making your visit in the event that she is receiving treatment. So again, give her a call before you come to visit her to make sure that she is not receiving treatment. Continue to keep Sister Shelton in your prayers. Let's continue to pray for all of our sick and shut-in, as well as all of our bereaved families and those who continue to request prayers for Traveling Grace. Make sure that you also continue to pray for everyone on your personal prayer list, and let's continue to just pray one for another. Join me this Wednesday evening as we continue with our study series titled Growing Old Gracefully in God's Grace. Lord willing, we will be continuing with Chapter 6, Handling Worry, Stress, and Anxiety. And I look forward to being with you again this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes today's updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service. Good morning. If we can all take our seats, we can begin our service. If we can all take our seats, we can begin our service. Good to see everybody here this morning. We know we're all uh, thankful this morning. God has given us another day and the beginning of another year. Uh, God has been good to us, and we are thankful that he has watched over and blessed us. Uh, I had a note here. I was looking at some scriptures, and you know, a lot of times people make resolutions or whatever they call it, uh, but, but uh, scriptures tells its story. Uh, John 3rd chapter says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospered. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Isn't that beautiful? You know, that is the type of, of statement that we need to carry out day to day and through the course of the year. So we are blessed that God uh, watched over us last night and now have brought us into a new year, 2023. Seems like 22 was uh, fast, as we should say. Uh, there are a lot of things that has been happening due to COVID that has changed a lot of things. And I uh, don't know if thinking about a new year is going to, in our heads, uh, get us through COVID. Uh, because I believe COVID is going to be around, folks. <clears throat> We're going to have to constantly uh, protect ourselves. Uh, but let's just be thankful that God has blessed us. 
throughout the course of all that we have done, been through, that God is still blessing us. Good morning, Lawrence Avenue, and to all that are here on this day. To our visitors that are here with us, we welcome you here. Uh, she did come back, Pamela Adams. Raise your hand, Pamela. Okay. She did come back, and good to have her. She says she really enjoys the service and our Bible classes. Good to have you, uh, see you again, and we do hope that you continue to come back. If there are other visitors that are here, we welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue also uh, here with us. Uh, we try to present ourselves in a friendly and warm fashion. So if you look around and you don't see somebody or you see someone that you don't know, Lawrence Avenue, make sure you get to them. They're not supposed to come to you. You make sure you get to them. Uh, so let's keep that type of spirit uh, that we should have one for another and for strangers and those that we don't know that come through the building. Again, masks are required the entire time that you're here in the building, so let's keep our mask on. Sister Judy Liggs, uh, she didn't make it back uh, home from Texas in her air flight uh, a couple of days ago, and she is now home resting. That's why we don't see her this morning. She is home resting. Sister Campbell also is home this morning. She has a cold, and she's staying at home. Brother Darnell Felton, uh, he is still under quarantine from being tested positive for COVID. Uh, he still has no symptoms. He feels good, but has been required to stay in for seven days through protocol. So let's continue to keep him in prayer. The memorial service for Brother Ernest Davis's sister, Sandra Wilson Settles will be tomorrow, that is Monday, January the 2nd, at the Phillips AME Church. Again, uh, you're in our sympathies, Brother David. Sorry to hear about the passing of your sister. Let's keep him in prayer. Also, our sympathy goes out to Sister Angela Carruthers for her aunt, Nettie Butler, who passed away yesterday, I do believe. Sister Angela is asking for our prayers for the family, also the Carwell, Butler, Palmer, and the Whitfield family also asking for our prayers on their behalf. <clears throat> As you look around, sometimes you look around on the seats, you'll see some stains on the seats. Uh, these stains are due to you bringing food and, and refreshments or snacks into the building. They didn't come in this way, you brought the stains in. A reminder again, food and drink and snacks are not allowed in the building, in the auditorium. This includes sodas and coffee. This is not Starbucks. This is an auditorium where we worship God. So coffee, drinks, and food and snacks, they are not allowed in the facility. Let's keep it in mind. Now you'll see uh, speakers who have to set aside and drink water, and it's because we're speaking. Uh, not that we're out here drinking, but you'll see the song leader and myself or one of the ministers there having water for their voice, uh, to clear their voice, like I'm going to have to have when I sit down. But I'm going to go into the back and drink my water and step out of the auditorium rather than sit here in the seats. Let's keep this in mind. This is not uh, the IHOP, a place to eat. This is a place that we need to make sure that we're keeping the purpose of this auditorium. So if you've got to step out to take a drink or need a drink, step out of the auditorium. Food and drink are not allowed. 
Brother Taylor Moore uh, is not here this morning. He is visiting uh, while we don't see him this morning. Uh, at the end of service, we'll have another uh, uh, announcement to make. I think you're going to enjoy this announcement, make sure everybody's here. So we'll have a closing announcement right at the end of service. <coughs> Birthdays are quite a few. January's birthdays, January the 5th, Tyrone Atkins, January the 7th, James White, also the 7th, Taylor Moore, on the 17th, myself, Glenn McLean, on the 19th, excuse me, on the 19th, Beulah Mitchell, on the 19th also, James King, on the 22nd, Rakaya Compton, twin sister, Ra Raquel Compton, also the 22nd, and on the 24th, uh, Jamel Reed, and on the 30th, uh, Timmy Jones, and also on the 30th, Tara McLean. So a lot of Januaries uh, this month. Uh, be it Godspeed all of us that are having birthdays this month. Also anniversary, January, January the 7th, Ken, uh, uh, Tony and Candace Moore, anniversary on January the 7th. Hope I didn't miss anyone. <clears throat> and if you are new, make sure that you see Sister Candace Moore. If you just placed membership or was baptized, make sure you see Sister Candace Moore to get your name and anniversaries and your birthday on the birthday list so we can mention that throughout the months. Order service for today, singing, Brother Trenton Moore, scripture and prayer, Brother James King, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother John Phillips. Our closing prayer, Brother Danny Gift. Collection, Brother Timmy Jones and Brother Tyrone Moore. Again, we thank you for your time and attention. Let us now prepare ourselves for our morning worship service. Morning. morning. First song selection for this morning will be page 853. That is 853. God is so good. It's page 853. All found? Let's sing. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good, he's so good to me. He answers prayer, he answers prayer, he answers prayer. He's so good to me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He's so good to me. 
I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. He's so good to me. going to turn to page 280. It's page 280. I know who holds tomorrow. All found. Let us sing. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from his sunshine, for his skies may turn to gray. I don't worry o'er the future. For I know what Jesus said, and today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. Many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to understand, but I know who owes tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Every step is getting brighter. As the golden stairs I climb, every bird does get a lighter, every cloud is silver lined. There the sun is always shining. There no tear to dim the eye at the ending of the rainbow where the mountains touch the sky. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who owes tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. I don't know about tomorrow. 
it may bring me poverty, but the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me. And the path that be my portion may be through the flame or flood, but his presence goes before me, and I'm covered with his blood. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who owns tomorrow, and I know who holds my scripture and prayer. Let the church say amen, amen. and say amen again. Amen. I don't know who holds tomorrow. I know he holds my hand. Anybody here confident that God holds your hand? Our scripture shall be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 35 through 37. When you have found it, say amen. And when Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness, and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as having no sheep, as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Thus having read the said scripture, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his most holy and divine word. To the edification of our souls, let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. O gracious, merciful God, our Father, we come with our heads bowed toward the mother dust of the earth from whence we came. We thank thee for another day and for another day's journey. We thank you, Lord, for watching over us as we slumbered unconscious of our being in the world. We thank you for allowing us to stand on the doorsteps of a new year, a new span of time. Surely thou art a good and merciful God, and for that we give praise to your holy name. Amen. Master, we thank you for the common commodities of life, the breakfast that we, many of us feasted on, the clothes on our backs. Master, the modes of transportation that brought us to your house just one more time. And Master, we say in sureness that it is good for us to be here one more time. 
Master, we thank you for all that you do, all that you have done. We thank you for the promise that you hold over us that you will bless us if we are faithful to your holy name. And then, our Lord, we ask that you would bless our service today, that you would bless it in such a way that we will leave here energized, encouraged by the good that we have, uh, have, have received according uh, to the merits of your goodness that you shine forth on us on a daily basis. Master, we thank you for spared life in the world. We thank you for reasonable portions of health and strength. We thank you that things are as well off with us as they are. We thank you for Jesus who left the shining courts of glory, came down to this low-grounded valley of sorrow, walked the dry-boned hills of Judea, went about doing good, and when the time had come, scaled the jagged concourse of Calvary's mountain and died that we all might have a right to the tree of life. While we are bowed, Lord, we ask thy blessings upon Brother Ernest and his family in the loss of their loved one. We pray, Lord, that you would raise up their bowed-down heads, give ease to their troubled mind, have them to know that you are God, and that you do it good continually. We ask thy blessings upon this church and all churches planted by thy hands. Bless everyone that shall mount behind the sacred desk to make utterance of their word, that it may sink down into a good and honest heart, that it may bring forth much fruit. We pray for the sick that are downpressed on their beds of affliction. We ask, O oh God, that you would transform their sick rooms to healing rooms. Let them know that you're a doctor that have never lost a patient. Master, we pray for those who are lost and have not yet called upon thy holy name. Have them to know that they too must die, and then after death comes the judgment. We pray for every home. We pray for every individual under the sound of my voice, every family, every child, every grandparent. Go with them and stand beside them as you have always done. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would make salvation nigh to every man, that we all might quit the busy walks of, of our lives and come before thee. We may give you our souls, that you may bless them according as you have said. Lord, when the time have come for you to call us home, we pray that we might have walked in your way in such a way that it would cause you to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, that we may arise to spend eternity in your gracious presence. We bow humbly to ask these blessings in the name of Jesus for your sake and for your purpose, we pray. Let us all say amen. If you like the market, our song invitations page 767. Who at the door is standing? If you like the market, our song invitations page 767. That's page 767 if you like the market. Now let's notice page 833. Page 833, bring out the message. We'll sing all three verses. Page 833. All found? Let's sing. There's a message true and glad for the simple and the sad. Bring it out, bring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Bring it out, bring it out. Ring out the word or land and sea. Still far from Jesus, many live in sin and doubt. Ring out the news that makes men free. 
To all the lost of every nation, bring it out. Till the world of saving grace, make it known in every place, bring it out, bring it out. Help the needy ones who know him from whom our blessings flow, bring it out, bring it out. Bring out the word or land and see. Still far from Jesus, many live in sin and doubt. Bring out the news that makes men free. To all the loss of every nation, bring it out. Sin and doubt to sweep away till shall dawn the better day. Ring it out, ring it out, till the sinful world be one for Jehovah's mighty son. Ring it out, ring it out, ring out the word for land and sea. Still far from Jesus, many live in sin and doubt. Bring out the news, or let men free. To all the loss of every nation, bring it out. Bring out the word. say before um, when Brother Otis renders his prayer that if anybody was able to pray you in to heaven, it would be that type of prayer. And now I think I'm going to have to add Brother King's name to that as well. They, they pray with such conviction. And, it, and sometimes that is an art form to be able to pray that way. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to, 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 to kind of come behind that sometimes. So uh, I just want to say thank you to those brethren um, for a job well done, as well as those who have also participated in the service thus far. As we always say, we, we serve a good God, church. If, if you are here this morning, and I know you're going to laugh, let me see you raise your hand if you are here. My wife's not raising her hand. All right, so if you <laughs> I said that this morning because if you are if you are here this morning, then God has truly blessed you, church. Not only have you seen the light of a new day, but you've seen the turning of a new year. A lot of people can't say that, church. So there ought to be a smile as we say this morning on, on, on everyone's face that is here this morning. 
because as, as a new day broke, and we always say, and, and God looked down from the coast of heaven, he still has found favor in man. And he's given us another opportunity, church, to assemble ourselves here, not only for the purpose of worshiping him in spirit and in truth, but also being able to work on and to work out our soul's salvation. But from that standpoint, he truly is a good God. God is going to do his part always. But then the responsibility reflects back upon us. I'd like to use for a, a topic this morning an abundant harvest. And abundant harvest. In our scriptural text this morning, it was read into your hearing where it says, now the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Now, if we look at the numbers of the members of the Church of Christ, we can see that those numbers are, are dwindling. And so if you look at it from that standpoint, then my first question is this morning is maybe that's because we don't understand the concept of farming. You think about that. Because in, in order for the harvest now to be bountiful, to be plentiful, and for us to be able to bring that harvest in, then we've got to understand the concept of farming. We've got to be able, church, to, to, to understand that the soil needs to be cultivated. You can't just start, in some cases, just, just throwing seeds out there and expect to get something in return. Sometimes you have to turn the soil over. And when that plant starts to grow, just because we see that little sprout come up doesn't mean that our job is done. Now, see, sometimes... We, we have plants to grow, plants begin to grow, and then we cease to nourish them, and we don't see them anymore. We need to understand that, that every once in a while, church, we need to prune some things back. Every once in a while, we may have to pull up some weeds. These are all the things that are going to have to be done in order for us to understand the art of farming. Because as we look out, truly the harvest is there. But even sometimes the laborers need to understand the concept of farming. The laborers sometimes need to understand who the sower is. The laborer needs to understand the seed and the type of seed that he's working with. Amen. The laborer needs to know how to cultivate and turn the soil over so that the seed will have its best chances of growing. So we as laborers need to understand the art of farming, the sowing, the seed, and the soil. Jesus went over. And he taught by parables, as we all know. So turn with me. I want to use as the backdrop for our lesson this morning, I want to use Luke chapter 8. And I want to begin with chapter 4, and I want to go down through verse number 15. And this will help us as laborers 
understand the farming process and understand what we need to do to bring in this harvest. In Luke 8, chapter 4, the Bible reads, And then a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to hear him from every city. And he spoke by a parable. And he says, Now a, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on a rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? And he said to them, to tell you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, it is given in parables that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, this parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. As being a laborer, where does God's seed fall on your soil? Where has the seed fallen in the soil of your life? Because see, here's the key. When we go out to sow seed, even though we're, we're taking the word of God, they're looking at us as sowers. And so even though we can have the best seed in the world, if we're not good salesmen, if we're not good laborers, then we can hinder the process of the germination of the seed of the word of God. So we need to be better laborers sometimes, church. We need to understand what the process is of sowing the seed of the word of God. And Jesus is going to teach us this lesson in this parable. 
Now, this is one of the, the, the longer and is one of the first real parables that Jesus taught. I know you can go back a couple of chapters and look at, um, you can look at the one with the debtors and you can look at the foolish builders. But this is really one of the first lengthy parables that Jesus is going to use to teach us a lesson. With the teaching of this parable, it also marks a turning point in the ministry of Christ. Now, contrary to what we really think sometimes when it, when it comes to Christ using parables, I know sometimes we say, well, he, he just uses parables so he can make it easy for us to understand. From a certain standpoint, that is true. He, he uses things in these parables that people at that time could relate to. But it's twofold. He's also using these parables to hide some things from those who are not really gathered there for the right purpose. They're not really gathered there for the right purpose. So he has to talk in in parables. He has to use these illustrations because now you know everybody that showed up to hear Christ wasn't there for the right reason. Some people were just there to, to get what they could. Amen. When you feel me, say amen. amen. <laughs> Some people were just there to get what they could. Some people were just there for the friends' benefits. Some people were just there to be guilty by association. Some people were there just to listen and find fault. You can say amen. Some people were there just to listen and find fault and to accuse Jesus of doing some things. So now he says now, if you have ears, then let you hear. So see, when you hear, you have to process some things. Now, let's make this thing plain. There are some people that may be sitting in here from time to time that won't hear anything that comes out of this pulpit unless they think it's a fallacy. You can say amen. Let the minister up here quote scripture wrong. And when I say amen, you run to the door. Some things never change. You had some people that were coming to hear Christ. And all they heard was some things so they could accuse him of doing this and doing that. But he says, now, if you have ears, let him hear. And we're going to see a little bit later. There's a difference between hearing and listening. So the people would gather, and Christ would use these parables to teach them. He would use these parables to help them understand what it was that he was trying to convey to them. When we get over to this side 
and we begin to, to study, we begin to listen to the word of God, something has to help us. Something has to help us understand what it is that's being taught. That is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells us when we come up out of this watery grave of baptism. It is there to help us understand. It is there to guide us in all of these truths. But now when you go back, they didn't have that. So at a certain point, when Christ was teaching, he had to teach in a way to help them understand. But now we have the Holy Spirit to help us understand. So when the Holy Spirit tries to talk to us and guide us, we still need to be able to, to hear what he's saying. And not only be hearers, but be doers as well. So as we move on, and now that we know that Christ uses these parables to teach, I want us to, to look at primarily three things this morning. I want us to look at the seed that is sown. I want us to look at the sower who sows the seed. And then we're going to conclude with the soil that receives the seed. And now... I know somebody's probably saying, Brother Stafford, we, we, we've heard this parable time and time again. That's good. But you know what? Every year, the farmer has to do what? He has to plant seed again. And the summertime comes. You can, you, you, you can water your yard every day, but you know what? Every once in a while, you'll look out there and you'll see some bare spots. So what do you do to cover up those bare spots? So even though we may have heard this parable before, it's going to help us be able to sow some more seed. Because the better we understand it, oh, the easier it is for us to teach it. So when we look at this, this seed that was sown, we know that the seed that's being sown is the word of God. And so the word of God, is, is, you're going to see, is, is, is directly tied in with this parable. And this seed is going to represent not only the teaching, but the preaching of the truth that's in the Bible. The whole council, the Old Testament and the New Testament as well. When we begin to sow this seed, we don't just sow half the seed. We got to sow the whole seed. We can't make a hybrid where we just present them with half the seed. We got to plant the whole seed. So when we look at the word of God, it's, it's teaching us who Christ is. It's teaching us, first of all, in the Old Testament that, 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 that he's coming. And then when we get to the New Testament, it teaches us that, yeah, he is truly the son of God. And that if you want to be saved, you're going to have to come through him because all salvation is in him. Essentially, the seed, the word of God that's being sown here primarily is the gospel. It is the good news. 
And when we talk about the gospel of Christ, it entails everything, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. But you know, to be honest, there can't be a death without a birth. And sometimes we forget about the birth. The birth is important as well because look at how he was born. He had to come in through through a virgin. So that is important as well. And as we look at this seed that's that's going to be sown. Has anyone ever just just really held a seed in their hand? Now, when you look at a seed, to the average person, it'll just be, it's just a seed. But when you look at that seed, church, that seed has the power of life in it. You ever thought about that? That little seed has the power of life. Now, you can't can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't touch the life that's in that seed. But within that seed is the power of life. You can go to the hardware store and you can buy a package of seeds. No matter what type of seed it is, and when you open that thing up and you hold it in your hand, if you don't know any better. But when you take that thing out of the package that is in, oh, now, when you you take that thing out of the box that is in, and you cultivate some soil, and you put that seed in there, and you cover that thing back up, and you put a little water on it. Something begins to happen to that seed. That life that's in that seed, it begins to germinate. It begins to change. Y'all don't hear me now. When you take it out of the box, and you put it in the right type of soil, and you begin to nourish that, you see a change. Somebody going to say amen in just a second. Because the Bible says, now within Christ Jesus, I become a new creature in Christ. So when that seed gets planted in you, come on now. When that seed gets planted in you, if you have the right type of soil and you continue to nourish that thing, what should we see? We should see growth. We should see a change in your church. So that little seed has the power of life. Sometimes we underestimate the seed. Now when that seed germinates, church, and it begins to grow, it has to take what? It has to take root. Now this is where it gets gets beautiful right here. We don't see that change taking place in the dirt. But all we got to do, church, we're going to see a little bit later, is do what God has told us to do. We just plant that seed. But now the beauty in it, again, is if I go out there every day and I put a little fertilizer down and I sprinkle that thing, it's going to come up. I sprinkle, give it a little fertilizer, those roots are getting deeper. But I can only see what's coming out through the, through the top. But then a storm comes. And my little flower is bent over. 
but I don't do anything with it. I just put a little more fertilizer in there. And I come out there the next morning. It's standing straight up. See, even though I'm putting stuff on it externally, it's what's taking place on the inside. And what's growing down deeper that's going to allow it to stand when the storms of life come. Where is the seed of life? Where has it fallen in your life? What type of soil did it fall on? Because, see, the storms are coming. What are you rooted to? What are you anchored in? When the times come, are you going to just pull up your roots and run over here? Because this soil over here may not be as good as the soil was over here. And we're going to see in just a second that just because the seed didn't grow on certain types of soil, catch this now, there's nothing wrong with the seed. You understand? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed is going to do what it was intended to do. But this seed, as we said, has the power of life. But what seed is this, Brother Spivey? It's the same seed that John the Baptist and Christ have been going throughout the region. Anybody remember the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? And the guy would say, here's Johnny. John the Baptist was saying, here's Jesus. At the same time, he's just sowing some seed. Christ is sowing the seed. And when Christ begins to sow this seed, church, I'm not going to hold you long this morning. He's sowing the seed. So he sowed the seed to females and males, Jews, Gentiles. He's sowing seed. He's not like we do today. We go and we say, well, how much is a bag of that? No. Give me that hybrid seed over there. Is, is, is it a little bit cheaper? And so... I don't want to offend anybody when I say this. So now, in the beginning, we had that one seed. Now we got a whole bunch of hybrids. You got me? So what, we, what, what, what used to get planted and grow is not the same thing. So we got to be careful in the type of seed that we're planting. Can I put it that way? All right. And so, when we look at this, this seed again, that, that, that John the Baptist and, and that Christ, they, they were sowing everywhere that they went. Now, this seed, as we said before, just because it didn't grow in certain types of soil, as we said before, is not a fallacy. There's nothing wrong with the seed itself. Because when we, when we understand that, that, that Christ himself is the word of God, he is preaching himself. 
He is offering up himself as the sacrifice. He has said that I am the way of salvation. Then we see the impossibility that there being a problem with the sin. Understand what I'm saying? The seed, the word of God, there, there's nothing wrong with this. We can plant this. We can sow this. But it's not going to take in every place that it's sown. Now, turn with me, if you will, to, to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. And the Bible states here, it says, Now, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower, bread for the eater, so is my word, that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty or void, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which it was sent. So as long as we sow, that's our job, church. And we're going to see a little bit later that, that all we have to do is plant. Somebody else is going to water but it's God that's going to give the increase. And so when we look at this seed, when we look at this word of God, it's either going to convict and open up the heart of the soul that it falls on, or it's going to harden the soul and it's going to close off the heart where that seed is being sown. Now, here is the danger to you having that soul, to you having that heart that will not receive that seed. You can say, well, the seed is never going to take soil here. The, uh, the seed is just never going to grow in the soil of my heart. And you can keep saying that. And you can keep saying that. And, and then Romans, I think it's 128, says, well, you know, if you say that long enough and you're not ever going to change, then God said, I'm gonna just going to turn you over to a, a reprobate God. So see, you can have the type of soil in your heart that you are preventing the word of God or the seed from being able to be planted and to germinate. And so... In essence, in layman's term, God is saying, why should I keep putting seed over here if you don't want it to grow? Remember he said, he said, now, if you come into a house and they don't want to receive the word, then you just, and you just move on somewhere else. But now this is twofold as well. This is not saying that if they come back later and you're willing to receive it then they're going to sow it. So we got to understand the process here when it comes to sowing this seed. There's nothing wrong with the seed. But here's what I found 
comforting. All I need to do, church, is my part. All I need to do is my part. If I'm doing what God has called me to do, I'm told not to worry about the increase. God is going to give the increase. We come in sometimes and we say, oh, this number never gets any higher above this or above that. Sometimes you got to ask yourself, are you sowing? See, sometimes we might think we're a good plant, but we just might be the weed. It's going to tell the truth here. So we got to understand, church, there's nothing wrong with the seed. If we sow it, I might sow the seed this morning. Brother Bell or somebody might come along and sprinkle a little water on it. And then I might just have to wait. Might not see that person again at work for a couple weeks. And then the next time I see him, I'm, hey, Arnold. Um, you got a second to explain something to me? See, I had a little lady uh, at work that would always get on me about the cowboys and about the cowboys. And so she came um, Friday and she said, well, Arnold, um, I'm going to miss y'all. I won't be here next week. I'm going on, on vacation. I said, so where are you going? She said, I'm going to a youth conference. And I never knew that she was even involved in the church. So that opened up the door. And we sat there and we had a conversation. See, that seed now has been, has been planted. And somebody else may water, but in the end, God will give the increase. So it should be comforting to know, church, that all we got to do is just plant that seed. That's it. And God will give the increase. Now, sometimes we get all caught up where brother so-and-so and so-and-so said this, and, 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 and brother so-and-so and so-and-so taught me this. Well, it, it has to be because he's been in a church for so-and-so and so-and-so time. And this is what Paul had to deal with in the church at Corinth. They were boasting and, and they was bragging about who was the most superior preacher and, 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 and who had converted them that because that, that, I was converted under this person I, I, I have more of a status that, than you that were converted over here and we do the same thing sometimes church we meet people and we say well what do you worship at oh I, I worship at so and so and so and so and the next thing out of your mouth is this and we have about so and so and so and so members this thing in. Christianity is the only thing, church, where there is no safety in numbers. You can have a thousand members if you're not teaching what God wants you to teach. If you're not conducting business the way God wants you to conduct business, your thousand people are in just as much jeopardy as the 70 that we have over here if we're not doing what God has told us to do over here. So just because 
you're sitting like this in the worship service. It doesn't mean that everything is done according to the word of God. So check your seed. Because there's one thing about a seed that we're going to see. Seeds always produce their own. Can't plant an apple seed and get orange. So if you're planting the seed that we're talking about here, if you're planting this seed, then what should grow up should resemble what I read about in here. If you're going somewhere else looking to be nourished, and what they're feeding you is not this soul food right here, this needs to be on the marquee, Brother Gil. Yes, Free soul food. Amen. All you can eat. You put this out there, free soul food, all you can eat. We'll have to put some chairs down here. Some people will bring their own fork and spoon. Put up there in small quotation, black eyed peas and turnip green. Now that food will get you fat. This will get you to where you need to be at. So as we look at this thing, now Paul said, Paul said, Paul said, what? After all is Apollos? And what is Paul? He said, now, only servants to whom you came to believe, as the Lord had assigned to each his task. He said, now, I planted Apollo's water, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one that waters is anything, but only God who gives the increase. So when we look at who this sower is. It doesn't come out and say it directly here, but it is implied, and the sower is Jesus Christ. And what I want to draw your attention to this morning is that when Jesus was sowing the seed, he did it generously and liberally. He sowed the same seed in Judea, in Galilee, Capernaum. He, 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 he was he was sowing the seed indiscriminately. In other words, he didn't look at somebody and say, well, no, your lifestyle is this. And, you know, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to spread some seed over there. He, he didn't do that. And so now when, when they begin to, to sow their seed, I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, but you know back then there were no tractors, right? When they went out to sow, Brother Moore, like in Mississippi, when they went out to sow, when they went out to sow, they, they, they put a bag on their back. And in that bag, they had seed. And he would walk. He would throw that seed. That sound familiar, Brother Moore? He would walk. And they would throw that seed. Now, this is what I want you to catch. He'd walk, throw that seed. He wasn't concerned about, or he wasn't frugal about, I got to put a little seed right here because this soil didn't look right. He was just walking. 
is sowing the seed indiscriminately. He didn't say, well, you live in Laverne. I'm going to give you a little bit of seed. And, and, and you live over here in East Nashville, so here, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of seed. He was just walking. He's sowing his seed. What about us? I'm not going over there. You see what the news said. Fascinates me how the news can say something and we won't ever go to that region again. But the word of God can tell us to do something and we and we'll just brush it off. But he sows that seed indiscriminately. It's a good lesson for us. When we go out and we want to teach people, it don't care what they look like. We all need to sow. That's see. And now, here's the thing as well, church. You can say, Brother Spivey, I don't know anything about farming. But nevertheless, you are a farmer. I don't care where you go. You're a farmer. When you wake up in the morning as a child of God, you walk out the house with your seed sack on. And if you are a true child of God, every time you come in contact with somebody, here. Take some of these seeds. Because, see, our field is wherever we're in. When I go to work, this is the field I need to be sowing. I go to the grocery store, Brother Tim, like we talked about in class. Sow that seed. And I think the comment came out in class, as we discussed before, if you just say God bless, you've dropped some seeds, man. And that's what we need to be doing. We're all the farmers. Sowing seed every day, whether it's in word or it's in deed. We're sowing seed. Oh, that's another thing. Whether word or deed, sow the seed. Let me let me copyright that. (laughs) But this is it's 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 a real practical lesson, church. And when we understand that we all are truly farmers, then we understand that if we do our job as farmers, then that harvest can be bountiful. If we do our job, then yeah, one day God might look at us and say, well, you know what? You've sown the seed faithfully. I'm going to give you an increase. And when I say this, I, I, I don't mean it negatively. But if we're not doing the things God, the way God wants us to do it, why give us an increase? If we get 100, 150 new members, can we handle it? Because sometimes we ask for some stuff that we can't handle. And so there's, there's nothing wrong. And when I say I don't mean that negatively, sometimes we just have to wait. Yeah. We just need to do what the word of God tells us to do. And you could have a thousand people, but that does not mean that you're doing things according to the word of God. Sometimes it's easier to do things wrong than please the people than to do things the right way and run people away. So when we look at 
the sower. A lot of times we say we're brothers by that's, that, that's your job. That's Brother McClain's job. That's leadership's job. No, that's every member's job. It's our job as parents to sow the seed to our children, to raise them up in the admonition of the Lord. It's my responsibility as a husband to be a farmer when it comes to my household. And here's the key. In your household, it's not a one-way learning process. Iron sharpens iron. So there may be a case where I can learn something from Sister Spiber just as well as she can learn something from me. So sisters, don't underestimate yourself. Don't underestimate your influence within the family. Don't underestimate your influence when you go out and you begin to farm and sow that seed. And so as we do this, church, and we continue to, to sow this seed, everybody we come in contact with ought to be able to look at us and we ought to be able to show them the hope that we have in Christ and the hope that we have of one day making heaven our home. And that's really what it's all about. And the first point still stands that all we have to do is plant that seed. And now as we conclude and we come to these types of soil, turn with me, if you will, back to this parable, back in Luke chapter 8. And when he's talking about these different types of soil. Some fell by the wayside. It's one who hears and then the devil comes and takes the word out of their hearts and they don't believe anymore. Have we seen that type of soil before? That type of soil needs to be cultivated, church. People come here and, and they want to become a part of God's family. We, 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 we can't just plant that seed and say, well, you know what? You, you, you prune and you tend to yourself. Amen. We need to continue to cultivate that. And when it says some fell on rocks, and it says they hear and they receive the word with joy, but they have no root. And when Satan comes to tempt them because they have no root, they're easily taken away. So here again, the responsibility falls back on the laborer, church. We need to continue to prune and to continue to nourish that soil. And then it says, some fell among the thorns. When they heard it, they go out and are choked with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. Sometimes, church, we have a lot of fruit still hanging on the tree, but it never matures. It just, it's just on the tree. It refuses to get ripe. And here again, that is the laborer's fault because that particular tree might just need to be pruned. The weeds might need to be plucked up so it can continue to get the nourishment that it needs. But the ones that fell on the good ground, as we look around this morning, as we conclude, prayerfully, 
the word of God within your heart has fallen on good soil. Prayerfully, you will keep that word. You will nourish it on a daily basis. Now, have you ever noticed when the seasons change, some trees have these little things with these little, I call them propellers on it, and they'll shed those seeds and those things and just spin. And even though the tree might be two, two yards down, you go out and you cut in your grass and you be like, man, where did all these things come mm -hmm. from? Mm -hmm. There are seeds that fell two yards over. But the winds of change blew them down. As we conclude, how far does your seed go? just walk out of your house, boom, drop a couple seeds, and I'm running on the way. Or do you make sure that seed circulates? It's as simple as you going to your mailbox and you see your name. God bless. And I know we live in a time now, but we very seldom even know who our neighbors are. But the Bible says I'm supposed to love them just as much as I love So as we look at these types of soil, as we conclude, examine yourself. What about your heart? What about the soil of your heart? Is it conducive so that the word of God can continue to grow? Is it? Now, I can't leave without throwing this in here. Because he said, whoever has ears, let him, whoever has ears, let him hear. Now, I want you to think about this. Hearing is involuntary. Hearing is involuntary. You don't have to do anything to hear. But it's the listening. It is the listening that's going to make a change. Because, see, when it comes to listening, it takes effort to listen. You have to tune some stuff out in order for you to listen. I can easily hear. But if I want to get something out of it, I got I to listen to what's being said. It takes effort. Some of us just come in here to listen. And some just come to hear. Now, the interesting point is this. Some people will say, Brother Spivey, uh, you know, I didn't get anything out of your lesson this morning. And I might say, well, did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard what you said. And then it clicks in me. Yep, that's all you did was here. You didn't listen. Because it's clearly been said. Christ said, my word is not going to come back. Void. So as we come into this new year, let's work on our listening. See, because if we work on what we listen to on Sunday, 
then we'll tune out some of the things that we hear on Monday. All right? And I know it was a practical lesson this morning, but that's all I know. <laughs> it's practicality. So if you are here this morning and you are going through some stuff, prayer changes things. But the best change that you can make in your life, if you have not already done it, is to become a child of God, to become a member of the family of God. And it's a very simple process. God has already come up with a plan, and it's his plan for salvation. You simply have to hear the word of God. Believe what you have heard. Repent of your sins and confess that Christ is truly the son of the true and living God. Be baptized in this watery grave of baptism for the remission of those sins. As the Bible said, you will then be a new creature in Christ Jesus, being indwelled by the Holy Spirit, becoming a laborer, planting seed for the kingdom. If you just need prayer this morning, you can come and, and ask for prayer. The good thing about it is, whatever it is that you need in God is able. So as you examine yourself, examine yourself according to this word of God, not the person that's seated next to you. And if you feel that you need to make changes, make changes based upon the word of God. Whatever you need, whatever your action needs to be, I'm going to ask you to respond now as we ask you to stand. And if you need to respond, will you do so, please? Will you come, please? Don't be ashamed, church. Don't be concerned with what other people will think. You're trying to get in the right standing with God. Will you come, please? Sweetly the tones are falling. Open the door for me. Will you come, please? If Examine yourself, sir. If you need to respond, tomorrow's not promised. Today is your day of salvation. Today may be the only chance that we have Holy to get right with God. No matter what your situation, the circumstances are, God is Jesus, art thou weary, waiting so long for if me? If not, you may be seated. Sweetly the tones are falling, open the door for me. If thou will heed my calling, I will abide with thee. Door of my heart.
Once again, thank you for listening, church. As I said, I know it was a practical lesson, but the intent was to encourage you as this new year comes in to continue to cultivate the soil no matter where you're at. Get that soil ready for that seed to be planted. And then once you see that seed has been planted, just water that thing, church. Nourish it and then wait for God to give the increase. Thank you for listening, church. Practical lesson, that's all we need. <laughs> it's a practical lesson because it's practical from the word of God. And if the word of God is practical, that's what we need. <laughs> we appreciate it, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. If we didn't get nothing else from the lesson today, we need to understand that, y'all, there's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of work to do. You've got a lot of work to do. Because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers of fruit are few. It's important that we start working. Why? Because we are in to a bunch of first. <laughs> this is the first of the year. This is the first day of the week. <laughs> and this is the first day of the rest of your life. God has let us live to see it. Now what you gonna do with it? <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful message. We need to go to work and be farmers. Thank you, brother. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Jerice Bonds is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church on her behalf that she can focus on the Lord 
and also for strength. She's also asking for prayers for her son, Brian. He's got to go to court soon, and so she's asking uh, that the outcome would be good and that he gets the help that he needs. Amen. Sister Pillar is coming, and she's stating, she's saying Happy New Year's to everyone. <laughs> uh, and also, she is asking for prayers for her brother-in-law, uh, Walter Clark. He's in the hospital at this time, and she's also asked for prayers for her family as well. Uh, they said that she needs the prayers real bad, and she loves, loves everyone. Also, Sister Rhonda Bell has come and stating that she is sin, and she has asked for the prayers of the church, uh, not only on her behalf, but also for traveling grace as well as she returns to Kentucky tomorrow. Amen. Sister Tara Fleming is asking for the prayers of the church uh, for her and for her daughter as well. Both of them are sick at this time, and they are requesting prayers. Sister Carol Merritt, uh, she's asking for prayers for her husband, Robert, who is not feeling well at this time. Uh, Tamisha Jackson is coming, and she has asked for the prayers of the church, stating that she is sinned. And she says, I have sinned and asked for the Lord's forgiveness. I also ask for prayers for strength in 2023 that I may put God first and that I remember that the only one who can make me whole again is God and to remember that my value and worth is not whether I am a wife or a mother but that I am a daughter of God isn't that good <laughs> that is wonderful sister Andrea Shelton is also coming and asking for the prayers of the church. Uh, she thanks God for bringing her through 2022, and she's hoping that she will, can be a better Christian in 2023. And she's asking that we continue to pray for her health and strength, and that she can get a, a, have a closer walk with God in 2023, uh, and be a better Christian, and also praying for uh, son Lorenzo uh, and her family as well and she wants to thank the church and ask them to keep him and all of them in the in your prayers Amen. the power of prayer brother Otis said it this morning Amen. it's powerful y'all the Bible says pray without ceasing so, so I've got this thing where I just say, if you know how many times a day that you are praying, you're not praying enough. <laughs> you, you, you need to just be able to pray. Remember, Brother Campbell used to say we need to have a prayer for mine? <laughs> so, so you shouldn't need to know the exact account, amount of how many times you pray because you're praying all the time. <laughs> Doesn't mean that every time I open the door that I'm just saying, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Doesn't mean that. 
but it means that I have a prayerful mind. And in this day and time with everything that's going on, you need a prayerful mind. So having said that, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to thee thanking thee once again for the reminder, Heavenly Father, that we are to be workers and not just sitting on the sidelines. Father, we ask that you would help us to be better farmers in the future than we have been in the past. Help us to be able to know of thy word and to be able to take out thy word to others that they may come to thee before it is everlasting too late. Father, we ask that you would please spare them time for those that are still walking in darkness. Grant them time, Heavenly Father, that they may come to thee before it is everlasting too late. We come mindful, Heavenly Father, of all of those that have come to make the request known. You know each and every one of them, Heavenly Father, and you know all of what they need. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would grant them the things in which they stand in need of. Strengthen them, Heavenly Father, those that are asking for forgiveness. Forgive them, Heavenly Father. Forgive us all, for we all have sinned and come short of thy glory. Father, we ask that you would continue to bless those that will be traveling. Grant them traveling grace that they may make it there safe and sound. Father, we ask that you would continue to be with those that are just wanting to be strengthened in 2023. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to see this another year. Another day that was not promised to us. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would help us to, to do better in, being, in doing those things which you would have us to do. Father, we come mindful of all of those, Heavenly Father, that are behind prison walls and evil and mental institutions. We ask that you would please grant them the things in which they stand in need of as well. Father, we also ask that you would please comfort those that are bereaved. Bless them, Heavenly Father, and strengthen them as we go throughout the days. Continue to guide us and be with us all, and thank you most of all for thy son. And it is in his name that we pray, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank Brother Sorry for the much needed message. Not this moment, as we focus on the collection and the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, let's please notice page 950. 
page 950. Lamb of God. We'll sing all three verses of page 950. All found? Let's sing. Your only Son, no sin to hide, but you have sent Him from your side to walk upon this guilty side and to become the Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the holy Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Your gift of love they crucified. They laughed and scorned him as he died. The humble king they named a fraud and sacrificed the Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the holy Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. I was so lost, I should have died, but you have brought me to your side to be led by your staff and rod and to be called a Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the holy Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood till I am just the Lamb of God. Aren't you glad the word was implanted in us and we're just a Lamb of God? I thank him for his sacrifice. Mm. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, 
If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. Let's pray. Lord, from the lips of your lowly and humble servant, I bow before your throne of grace. Thankful, Father, that you've allowed us to see this another day and to give back to you a portion of what's really all yours, Lord. We just, you just let us use it for our means, and we're thankful, Father. And I pray, Father God, that our thanks is not seen in words, but in deed and in truth and in the way that we live in front of others. So we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, who died that we may have a right to the tree of life. As in his most precious name that we pray and ask it all, amen. Matthew 26 and verse 26. It says, as they were eating, he took bread. He blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine until I come again and drink it with you anew in my Father's kingdom. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we pray that all that's been done today is whole and acceptable in thy sight. And I pray, dear Lord, that it fell on good ground, that it may grow and, and blossom, that the world may see there's reality in your death, in your burial, and in your resurrection. That we live a life that they can see you, Lord, in us, and that we are ever mindful that we can fall, but by the blood of Jesus Christ, you can cleanse us from all of our sins. So we thank you, Father God and Jesus, for dying on that old rugged cross that we may have a right to the tree of life. Thank you, Father God, that you loved us that much that you were willing to give up your son for an old wretch like me. So we thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, are doing, and will do in our lives. It is in the name of Jesus Christ, your son and our savior. Let the church say, amen. You may take the bread. And you may partake of the cup. The scripture said that when they had finished the dinner, they sang a hymn, and there was when they went out into the mount that was called Olives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, church. I want to thank again all the brothers who have conducted the service this morning and all of you that are here this morning. A beautiful number that are out this, this, this morning from this Lord's Day and good to see each and every one of you here on this Lord's Day. We want to encourage everyone to, again, be a part of our weekly Bible classes. 
9 a.m. on Lord's Day morning, each morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we hope that you come and be a part of our Bible study on Lord's Day. And then on Wednesdays at uh, 10 a.m., uh, the afternoon, the morning Bible study here in the auditorium at 10 a.m., and then at 7 p.m., the evening Bible study on Wednesday, still here in the auditorium. And for those that are sick uh, and listening on a podcast at 7.15 p.m., it's also on Wednesdays, the Bible classes. So we encourage all to take part in our Bible classes. Uh, last week, church was, was very encouraging. Uh, last week, it was, what, 20-something degrees. Uh, the auditorium never got past 50 degrees, so it was cold. Uh, and thanks be to Brother Ernest uh, Davis who's uh, monitoring the building. He cleans the building, and he monitors and upkeeps the building. And he discovered that the, uh, the heater in the fellowship hall was still working properly. It was combating with the heat. Uh, so we checked that out and said, yeah, we can have the services. So we had services last uh, Lord's Day, which was December 25th. You know, holiday, still a Lord's Day. Uh, and as leadership, as we talked, we set up and thought, well, we'll, we'll be good to have uh, 40, 30 or 40 people here. You know, with, with the cold, with ice being on the road, and so many people are taking uh, family values above God's values. Uh, but surprisingly, church, we set up for 50, and we had to put shares out throughout the course of that morning. Uh, you showed up. Uh, it was well over 60 that showed up. And what that said was, despite the holiday, despite the cold, despite the ice, what's important is, me worshiping God, uh, and that's strong. That's a strong statement, you know. And, and nothing takes the place of the encouragement of us being together, uh, and that was just so encouraging. So, Lawrence Avenue, a, a job well done. Uh, we've been through a lot. The, the the planet in 2019 was shut down. You know, those that had jobs essential were able to get out and, and to work. Everybody else had to stay home. Uh, so COVID changed a lot of things. We had to shut down the building here, like churches throughout the, the universe okay, had to do. It wasn't easy to do, but we had to do it for safety uh, reasons. Uh, the podcast was created uh, so that we could still uh, have uh, a worship service where we could hear God's word together. Uh, we could sing together the same songs, and we could pray, have the, hear the same prayer. But it wasn't, it wasn't created to take the place of the assembly. It was not, and it's still not. It's not created to take the place of assembling because it cannot. But it gave us uh, a, an avenue to be able to still worship. So we're thankful for technology and for that and for all that are taking part of that. Uh, during the course of all of this, uh, churches throughout the, uh, the, the nation uh, had violence where people were walking in the doors uh, with weapons and shooting innocent people uh, through the midst of all that that was going on. That's why this door is locked. That's why the doors in the back are supposed to be locked a certain time. And I hope on Wednesday mornings you all are doing the same thing uh, because we still got to take care of that. Uh, it changed a lot of things. There's, there's a box that was left this morning at the door, uh, and it had a few bottles of water in it. They were loose bottles of water, 
and had candy canes in it and a note on it that I hope someone is able to take care of that. We can't give that to you. We can't put that out. Now, the intentions may be innocent and well. I don't take, I, I can't judge the intentions, but because of today's society, so much evil, we have to use certain precautions. So we can't even give that out. You know, it's, that's the time that we're living in. But still, church, despite that, we're still worshiping God. We're still going on and doing what God wants us to do. And we're trying to get back to being uh, as a unit, as a congregation, as an assembly, to do what we can even more. Uh, the pandemic shouldn't have stopped our individual service. It shouldn't have done that. Our individual Bible studies, our individual talking to other people about God, the, the pandemic shouldn't have stopped that. But it did stop a lot of things. Uh, we stopped having funerals in the, in the building uh, for families who, who needed assistance, but we had, to, we had to stop doing that. We had to stop gospel meetings uh, because of the size of the crowds. We had to stop going into the community, uh, door knocking because everybody wouldn't let you in. We had to stop wor uh, workshops, VBS, retreats, eating in the building. We had to stop all those things that were very meaningful to us, uh, that were very encouraging to us, and they are things that we're supposed to be providing for the community. We're not just here for ourselves, but we're here at this location for this community. And the pandemic stopped a, a lot of that. Uh, but we want to get back to that. We've got to step by out in faith and get back to being fully what God wants us to do and what he wants us to be. Uh, pandemic is still going on, but we have found ways to still keep going, church. We have found ways as an individual and as families to still keep going. So we want to begin this year by just simply getting back to what God wants us to do. Just simply getting back. And with that in mind, I mentioned to you a few months ago from leadership that we wanted to do something because uh, Lawrence Avenue, you've, you, you, you've, you've done your part. Uh, you, you have complied to rules and regulations that we've had. We, you see the need for to come back to service, and we appreciate that very much. So next week, Lord's willing, uh, we will, after morning service, we will have a full catered meal. Uh, for you. Now, we, we ain't talking about, you know, uh, Kroger's or uh, Publix. We're talking about a full catered meal uh, that we will have, meat and, and vegetables, dessert, tea, uh, cobbler. We're going to have the whole works uh, in our fellowship hall just, just to say thank you, Lawrence Avenue. You know, we, 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 we've done it, and God wants us to keep going. Now, yes, you don't eat with a mask on. I can't, I don't know, no, I can't, okay? <laughs> Trust me, my mask will be off. We don't eat with our mask on, so we will be in a fellowship hall, and you cannot eat with your mask on. Uh, so you may say, well, that's kind of controversial. Not really, uh, because uh, it's, it's proven and said that as I'm speaking right now, my, my, from my mouth, the mist from my mouth is going out. That's why this is here, this, this, this splash protection is here. So we still have our mask on here because we're singing. It's projecting out of our mouths. So when I eat, I don't want nothing coming out of my mouth, okay? <laughs> nothing. Ain't that right, Steve? 
it's all going in. So as we are eating, we're taking in. Okay, so we're we're going to be eating in the fellowship hall, uh, Lord's willing, next week after service. Uh, it's it's not a special day. A special day is Lord's day. That's what's special about it. But we just want to also eat together, just to say, Lawrence Avenue, thank you. You know, we 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 we've held it together, and and this leadership, brother Bill and myself, and our ministers, brother Rob McLean and brother Spivey, and our deacons, brother Moore. Uh, and others, we just want to say thank you uh, for for doing what you have done for us. Uh, we still feel, you know, just just halfway because we can't do like we want to do, uh, but God expects us to do what we can do. Uh, so we will do that, Lord's willing, uh, next week. So be prepared to uh, to stay after service, and we'll go down and we'll have a meal and and pray for us in our direction for the congregation. You know that we're doing it. Uh, for the Lord first and what's better for the congregation as a whole. But again, we thank you. So be prepared next week. Uh, and, and many, come on down with us. Okay, come on down with us, uh, been with us. So uh, we prepare for as many as we can get. Uh, so uh, come on down, Lord's willing, next week and just stay for a meal uh, just to say thank you, Lawrence Avenue, and, and let us uh, continue to serve one another as we be of a service for one another and others around us. Okay? <clears throat> Thank you all. Appreciate it. So bring the service to a close. Let's please notice page 968. Let's please notice page 968. And we'll sing the first verse. Page 968. All found, so please stand and sing. Lord, the light of your love is shining in the midst of the darkness shining. Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us. Set us free by the truth you now bring us. Shine on me, shine on me. Shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory. Blaze, Spirit, blaze, set our hearts on fire. Flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy. Send forth your word. Lord, and let there be light. Let us pray. Our most wise and awesome God, we come down, come to you with bowed our heads and humble hearts, thanking you and enable us together here to worship you in spirit and in truth. We'd like to thank you for the day which you have made and the day which we are glad we're rejoicing in, Heavenly Father. At this time, we'd like for you to go with the, the one who gave, gave the message, Heavenly Father. Continue to be with him. Continue to give him the health and the strength and the wisdom and knowledge that he may continue to proclaim your word with boldness without fear. 
And the Father also be with us, the hearers. Let us not only just be hearers of your most holy divine word, but doers of your most holy divine word. Now, by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us forever. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.